0: Hello and welcome to the Sacred Space Storytelling Podcast, a place where we will dive deep into epic discussions on birth, motherhood, womanhood, rites of passage, and so much more. We are your hosts, Lucy, a mama of four, a birth keeper, a women's worker, and a past midwife who has left the system in the pursuit of truly being with woman.
1: And Christy, a mama of three, birth and pregnancy advocate, community service worker with a strong interest in the shamanic dimensions of the journey from girlhood into womanhood and beyond. Come
0: with us now as we unravel today's conversation. Hello and welcome to the Sacred Space Storytelling Podcast. On today's episode, we hear from our beautiful friend, Jem. Jem is a mother of three, a creative director, a student of metaphysical healing. She has been on a lifelong journey of what it means to be here, to be present, to be human, to be in connection with others. Why do we connect? Why are we here? Since she was very young, she always witnessed and observed she soothed situations and was able to tune into and connect with a range of people. Her fascination with people led her into studying theatre and performance and filmmaking. She started training in drama when she was a young child and made her first film when she was 16. Always trying to capture and keep moments in everything she did. In her work, She practiced the approach that in everything is everything. So in the very form of what she creates, she places the concept and the essence. This could be said for all of life. She has been on an ultimate unraveling, a letting go of everything she learned. She's on the path of reconnection with her own being, her basic human essence her absolute potential she is forever deeply feeling and thinking about life philosophizing on every element of everything she is an artist and in many ways a cliche of all things Pisces the three births of her children were all wildly different and completely necessary for her journey home to herself Her children continue to teach her, challenge her, and define her. More than anything, she has learned that everything she seeks is within herself. Her wisdom is infinite beyond what she can even grasp. And looking back at her journey as mother, all she can do is hold compassion and understanding for herself at every stage, every decision, every consequence. For a long time, she wanted to live by her own terms, but that has now evolved to become c- committed to living life intentionally. She continues to journey every day.
1: Welcome, Jam. Jam, ah, the magical Jam. <laughs> I actually got Lucy. I said to Lucy before, "Is can you please read the introduction?" Because I feel like I wouldn't have done that justice. <laughs> because she's that just beautiful it, it was really beautiful and I knew that it would be I'm like Gem's like Piscean mind just coming through <laughs> that and I'm like Lucy you did the introduction because <laughs> you've got that like real voice mm. <laughs> yeah
2: oh <laughs> thanks for having me
1: uh, of course we were gonna have you you're always on the top like five. We've been trying yeah, to
0: have this conversation for a little while. <laughs> we finally, the stars aligned and the babies all fell asleep in sync and we jumped on. Yeah,
1: what are the chances?
0: What are the yeah. chances? So um, yeah, today we're going to hear your story in mm. who you are as a creator and a mother and a woman and yeah, we'll just hand it over to you now wherever you'd
2: like to start your story. Oh, thanks, guys.
1: I didn't think I'd be nervous, but here I am. It's so normal to be nervous. nervous. Well, it's like so like um, it is really vulnerable though. Mm, like your voice really is vulnerable. vulnerable. I still get like I'm actually not like it because I am with you too. Because like you guys are like my safe people. <laughs> but if that's I was what on, I'm worried about, <laughs> I was on the other. I, I forget that one it's quite, safe space combo. <laughs> I forget that it's daunting because Lucy and I have done a few of these now, so yeah. I just like oh, you know, it's all good. But then I forget that a lot of people haven't, and so I would so be like a deer in headlights, be mm. like, oh my god. I, I love that you guys
2: have called me up into this because it's definitely something that I'm wanting to do and begin in and and talk more and share more, share more my inner knowing like with the world. And so this is like actually a beautiful little beginning in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think what I wanted to start with is cause I pulled that card that I sent you guys before, which said, I know we all have these cards, but mm. trust your inner knowing. And it's like, I follow my inner knowing beyond doubt. Mm. And I think what I was thinking about in terms of just like how, you know, where to begin, it's like, I was thinking about how my inner knowing has always nudged me for the past decade throughout all of my parenting journey and how there's these key points that it really tried to come through me, Mm. but it's almost like, and it was definitely there and I've always been kind of, you know, connected into myself to a degree, but it's like having to go through so many learnings and then only in the looking back. And that's that kind of idea of having compassion. Like I was doing the best I could in the, with what I had at the time and I definitely made some choices that I probably wouldn't remake now. But, you know, you can't really see them until you're through them, you know? And I was thinking, because I've actually travelled like, I've had so many different experiences with my three births. Like I've had a C-section, I've had a V-back, I've had, um, you know, a more or less unassisted home birth, but I've had my baby resuscitated. I've had, you know, hospital intervention. I've had a miscarriage. I've like, I've actually traveled so many different little timelines. Mm. Um, and I think where to begin, like, I just wanted to mention a few, moments that happened to me throughout my first two pregnancies and births that led and then kind of compared to Miku who's my Mm. one and a half year old who was born just before Primrose and um so like the first thing I was going to say is like when I found out I was pregnant with Aki I was driving home from work and I'd gone out like after work to have a drink with a friend and she'd said to me because we'd been working together and she um we like our cycles were synced up and she said to me your cycle's late like your period's late and i was like no it's not and she was like you're 10 days late and i was and she was like just go buy a test you know and i went out for a drink and um i was driving home from work And I literally stopped my car in the middle of the road and said to myself out loud, why am I hoping that I'm pregnant? Because I was with, in a brand new relationship that was barely a relationship. You couldn't really call it a relationship. Taku and I had only just met. We'd spent a weekend together. Then we'd spent a month apart. Then we'd flown to Fiji on a whim and he'd like, Anyway, we were in a really weird situation. He was sort of just like kind of at my house, but kept trying to end it. There was like a million red flags. And
1: um, (laughs) I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you because I understand.
2: (laughs) There were a lot of red flags in the early days. And, you know, and really like our daughter, like she she just came through me. And Mm. there was never I never even questioned it like. Mm. I did the test. It was a strong yes. We'd literally been together for four weeks, sort of thing. And I was four weeks pregnant. Like, you know, we'd known each other a little bit before that, but it's like that was our, you know, the beginning of our relationship. So she, you know, we basically fell pregnant on like our first sort of, you know, intimacy. And it's just like just just so wild to think that and I think just that moment where I literally stopped myself and said like why am I hoping for this yeah what does that mean because my whole entire life changed in that moment and um and so that was one and then I was going to say another really big one because Aki ended up an emergency cesarean and but I knew like looking back I knew like I actually had a dream she came out of my tummy like I was planning this home birth and I was in full sort of just trust of being told I can do it and and look you know some people yeah like many women can and yeah birth is totally natural and but Archie was actually a footling breech it was my first birth and um and and I was laboring at home and her foot came out and and we had to emergency transfer to hospital and like I was told in that time if you birth your baby she will die that's what they said to me so in the middle of pushing like I was at the final stages I had to hold her in go downward dog in the ambulance to the hospital and have an emergency cesarean but the funny thing is like two weeks before that I had a dream she came out of my tummy you know not not my yoni so it's like we have this inner knowing I guess is my theme here and that's that card that I just pulled like it's all there and it's Mm -hmm. just we we go through these things but when you look back that's what I'm so fascinated in in my own journey
1: you know Um, I can so resonate with everything that you're saying because that's how my mind thinks I'm like you know you reflect on something like I get it I get it why that happened or I get it why I was nudging there I get it why this is how it yeah. is now. Like, but at the time, it's like I think that's why I hold so much compassion for my parents too. Cause mm. you just you just life what works in really weird, strange ways. Yeah. It really I, does. I heard something the other day that was
2: like it like just about having ultimate compassion and it and it hit me at a deeper level. And it's like It's not really about, like, I've always been on this track of taking accountability and I absolutely can. I can look at myself and say, you know, yeah, I'm accountable for this and, and, like, radical responsibility for my part in things, like, absolutely I believe that. But then there's also this element where it's like um, you just did the best you could. (laughs) We all are just doing the best we can with the tools we have. And it's Mm -hmm. like when you hold that absolute compassion, like so I on Christmas, like Aki was born the 4th of January and on the Christmas, I think it was the day after Christmas. Like I woke up and I said, she's turned, the baby's turned. And I went to my midwife's house and my home birth midwife. And she, she was like, look, we could have a scan, you know, but she couldn't tell. She was like the head and like, she couldn't tell. She couldn't guarantee me. It's like so at that point i could have had a scan i could have found out she was breached i could have gotten this other timeline um and i probably could have avoided some of the trauma i went through with her birth but you know it's like it's just all different choices isn't it because that who knows what that would have looked like we don't know so mm. i'm just like it's like i can only hold compassion for myself for like yeah i had that dream but i didn't act on it I just sat with that unknowing. And I think all of these kind of moments led up to like with Miku, like with my last pregnancy, I didn't have any scans. I was driving around Australia and I just chose to sat, like to sit in the full unknowing of what it meant to be pregnant, to grow a baby, like to the point where, you know, and I am an intuitive person, but I had like, I, I was convinced he was a girl, <laughs> <Convinced. Yeah. laughs> like had everyone convinced, like had girl clothes sport.
1: <laughs> I get it. I, get it. I,
0: I think the older we get and the more experiences that we have, funny. you can kind of um, anchor in like, like you could anchor into that feeling of the unknown mm. more than the first time that you were like... Mm. Kind of, if life is your cyclical experience, you are mm. deeper into that spiral, you know. Absolutely. And like you had more life experience to draw on when you sat in that place of unknown and you could you could um, feel more embodied maybe. Um yeah. Whereas the, the first time is your first time like with pregnancy and birth anyway yeah. and being so young still. Like I can fully yeah. relate to heaps of your story too.
2: Well, um, we were all really young with our first yeah. Hard in a lot of ways, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and you you really have no idea. I didn't know anyone who had had a baby. Like, I mean, obviously, I know lots of people that had had a baby, but none of my friends had had a baby. I had yeah. no idea why I was having the baby. I just was like, I'm having this baby. This this being, I had never been pregnant before, and I was like, I had no idea how I was going to feel, and I was just so certain, like that I was having this child like with Archie she was ready and she came she, she came, came through in running feet feet first
1: yeah because it's like oh. i feel like like we are all so born intuitive like intuitively like we all have this intuition mm. that we're born with but then at the same time like the experience our experience in life and that journey strengthens that Yeah. Mm, That's why it's like an unlearning because we are all born that way. And that's
2: like, it's not a special gift I have to be intuitive. It's just, it's a skill I'm strengthening. Like that's what I'm studying at the moment. I just
1: got goosebumps when you said
2: that. Yeah. Like it's not, anyone can do it. It's really choosing where we put our time, where we put our energy. And for a long, like I definitely had it as a child and Mm. I've always had it, but it's like, I was on yeah like I mean you know without telling my whole entire life story it's like I was always shutting it down with
1: yeah, well that's this society though that we because I'm up trying in. to not yeah.
2: feel to not think mm. and you know and that's where you drink and you go out and you you know you distract right. yourself and um I don't know having babies for me is just like the most real thing I've ever done and like I've never been one to sugarcoat it like mm-hmm. I'm actually, I've actually had all the, I really feel like I've had such a range of experiences. I was so relieved to be in hospital,
1: Yeah.
2: like genuinely, and I stand by that, like,
1: yeah.
2: like because I was really well taken care of after the first two, like I actually ended up in hospital after kaito as well because I hemorrhaged. And that was the next point I was going to say is like, um, so, like, I miscarried between Archie and Kaito at ten weeks, and it was so interesting because I fell pregnant, and I was just so sure because Archie's had just been sort of very easeful; they had had no complications. I was just so sure um, that this baby would come through. And again, but if I look back, I look at my health; it completely makes sense that I didn't, I didn't have that baby. Yeah. um that I miscarried at 10 weeks I was so stressed um you know we were like I was like in still like a new relationship we hadn't even been together for a year no well nearly 2 years you know we'd had the baby like Archie wasn't even one and um they would have been really close together and I was upset but I was also like then when I had Kaito it all made sense I was like oh of course this is my child you know, and he was consciously conceived. Like I really kind of called him in and was ready for him. But right at the moment of actually birthing him, and that's for me was this, this is my big point. Um, this was my big sort of, this has been my biggest thing to overcome is the f- actual birth. So like mm. I laboured with Aki, I laboured with Kaito, but when I birthed him, I um, I tore really badly and I hemorrhaged afterwards. And then I had to go into hospital um, for a couple of days and like have surgery and everything. and And it was this holding on, like, I actually realised in retrospect that, and maybe one of my midwives said it to me then, So because I'd been told with Aki, you have to, you cannot birth. You know, I felt like with Kaito, it was really hard, those last, that from transition, actually, you know.
1: Have you ever reflected on your own birth with your mum? The funny thing about me, like, people say this, like my mum had three,
2: four successful, or, you know, successful in quotation marks, like what is successful, but Four sort of non-complicated natural births, um, three at home and I was the fourth. I mean, you know, in terms of my own birth, my mum was like a busy mum of four. And I think only now when we all have multiple kids do we really understand what that meant. Like she got up, made the breakfast, knew she was in labour, walked to the payphone, called her midwife. Walked back home, the midwife arrived, I was birthed.
1: Mm.
2: I've seen my birth, like I've revisited wow. it.
0: Yeah,
2: I've revisited the moment, like my soul entered my body.
1: Mm.
2: Like I know the exact, I've always thought this was fascinating. I know the exact place I was born, like the exact tile, like the exact physical place I was born in the world. Wow. And um, it was, like, this house that my, you know, dad built in this bed. My dad built, like,
1: wow, you know,
2: they were hippies. They were young hippies. Yeah. Like, Love that, though. My mum was um, the same age, like, her fourth. She was the same age I was when I had Arky.
1: How old were you when you had Arky? 24. Yeah, that is young, hey. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, you like, know, I felt...
2: I think I was 23 and turned 24 like, just afterwards. No,
1: no, I can't remember now. Actually, I'd have to work it out. See, I still, think I, I'm yeah, I was like nearly 29, mm. so, and I still think that that was too young for me. Like, I still wasn't like, I was still in uni. It was like yeah. wild. Yeah. Mm. So, Sorry to go off track a bit. No, that's okay. You're not no. at all. It's like, I mean, it's actually really deeply reflective what you're saying. So I'm like, <laughs> hmm. I know where to go. So much.
0: It's also about, though, um, not the physicality of your, your own birth, but like what mm. was your mum feeling? Yeah, I was going to say. World events. That. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You know, totally.
0: your, like your red thread, like what, what was your own mum's birth like? Mm. And then what did that bring up in your birth? Mm. You know, yeah. it's like there's, there's so, so many
2: layers. There's so yeah, there many is. layers. Totally. And I look, to be honest, I probably, you know, I, I I guess they are. It is my story, but it's not my story. Yeah. You know, in the sense that I've never felt comfortable sharing other people's full stories. So I can mm. only... You know i've spoken to my mom she like she you know she loved being a mom but you know i look back there's no way it would have been easy like to mm. have four children under six and you know yeah. um she's always been a mother like a really a deeply mothering spirit you know i think she mothered her mother yeah. and her siblings and um you know and probably like in some ways, you know, to her detriment, because it's that generation where they, um, you know, that it's self-sacrificing in a lot of ways. And that's something I've had to overcome because I think that's what we're re, really redefining now as mothers, Yeah, that sense of, oh, like it's that whole burnt steak thing. Oh, I'll have the burnt one. Yes. You know, because I'm just the mother. I'll take the worst dinner. I'll take the broken bit of cake. You know, yes. I don't mind. I don't yes. mind, you yes. know. Yes. Um, and I think it's like we're still travelling that
1: totally. as
2: mothers. We're yes. still expected. to like, yeah, I can't remember where I heard someone talk about this, but it's that. Thing of like maybe Brene Brown, someone like that, you know, was talking about the burnt steak thing, where
1: the mother takes the mother is martyr. Yeah, looked into it so much, and I have it so deeply ingrained into me. Yeah, like even I'm even trying to like in the mornings, just wake up and have my lemon tea and sit down. But there's a part of me I just can't do it. I'm like, no, 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 I need Mm. to get everything else, everyone else. Yeah. Comfortable. And then I forget about myself, and then lunchtime comes. I'm like, oh, I still haven't yeah, eaten. Yeah, haven't eaten. Yeah,
2: it's constantly yeah. using our time, saying, oh, this is this is this like set little bit of time we have. Okay, here's our set little bit of time we have to birth our baby, and that actually is what happened with Miku's birth. <laughs> oh.
1: In what like, sense? What do you
2: mean? In the sense that we had this. Uh, I mean, this. I was so like embodied. Yeah with my pregnancy in a lot of ways
0: do you want to do you want to tell his whole oh, yeah. story do you feel like going kind of into
2: I mean there's approach, not much to tell like
0: but I mean like tell us the moment that you found out you were pregnant and, oh, okay and then the start of labor and let's sort of I'd love to dive a little bit deeper into that okay. story
2: yeah so I met Miku's spirit like in a meditation I moved a lot of, um, content around some family stuff I was holding on to. And I was sitting in this meditation, um, holding this blanket. Actually, he's literally wrapped in that blanket right now.
1: <laughs> cool. I just noticed.
2: And I was like holding this blanket, you know, it was like this, um, retreat, retreat like retreat sort of meditation, body work retreat. And, um, and I was looking at this blanket and then it became so I was looking after myself like my inner child, giving myself some things that I needed and, and hadn't received and um, that was the sort of process I was sitting in. And then all of a sudden I was holding this baby and then this little baby and he looked just like Archie, which is why I now can see again, you know, knowing, I can see looking back. I just prescribed him to be a girl because he looked just how Archie had looked as a baby. Yeah. And he came to me and said, my name means Sky. And I woke up the next morning and I said to, or maybe it was just in the, in the debrief, I said to the, um, you know, the woman holding this space, I said, I'm going to have a baby this year. I'm going to have another baby this year. I didn't realise, but I'm going to have another baby this year and then I'm going to become an artist. Like, Because because I'd been working with this stuff with her all around making art, making physical art. And um, and she was like, okay, I mean, you've got a lot of your play, like don't <laughs> rush into it. And then um, I was doing a lot of breath work and, and his little being like visited me multiple times, came and lay on my tummy once and then we were driving australia um we did a we did a lap of australia it was going to be 3 months ended up being 6 months it was all through covid um and we were almost like it was like we were untouchable like we just traveled ahead of all closures everything and i just didn't buy into it i just actually didn't take part in covid and um it was challenging and you know I definitely got wrapped up into certain things and I'd speak to people at home and everyone was having such a hard time and it's not like traveling with two small children is easy in like an old pop-up camper like you know every day is a challenge (laughs) yeah
1: but you know what like
2: my friends said to me they have traveled a lot they actually like lived on a yacht and like in Italian village you know with their kids and one of them said to me before I left, they were like, look, it's not like every day is easy, but you remember every day. You remember every day when you travel with kids. And I thought of that, like, all the time. I was like, even though this is hard, I'm going to remember it. And it's such a different energy to, like, being in the day-to-day. And then each day goes part. into
1: one. And Exactly. And it could, and then so, in that it also ampl- amplifies, like, the intensity of situations. That's why it's like... Yeah. This is so intense and everything, it's <laughs> like the cleaning and the getting the everything is, it's so cool. But you just move so stuff
2: around. Like, that's what camping is. I just move stuff around.
1: It's just the most surreal experience. <laughs>
2: One cupboard stuff. to the other, Wait. old stuff. And
1: then the you hell? have like this
2: wild epiphany.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so addicted to it, but at the same time yeah. it's completely Traumatized but then well. you get home, and I remember getting to
2: Darwin and, and we booked a hotel because at this stage I was pregnant and I'll track back. But I just sat inside. Parker was like, Do you want to go outside? I get it. I was like, I just want to be in silence because our pop up camper is like a tent. So you're never really alone. You're always in the elements, you're always totally. with people, and like everyone was traveling. Like, yeah. 32,000 Victorians were on the road. Like it was like all of Australia was in the Northern
1: Territory. And you never feel 100% clean. Like you, no. there's, there's that. You And I love that, that griminess, but it's like yeah. there gets to a point where you're like, I just I just need to be wrapped up. I just up. want to shower like just... for an hour. Yeah, And just sit <laughs> in some type of luxury or something. I know. It's but it's weird. this
2: balance. I mean, it's yeah. like this is it. This is everything. Yeah, it's that balance. That's mothering. You have these like absolute euphoric moments, and then these complete breakdowns. You know, tell me about it. Um, but so again, like, and look, I think this is just my journey. It's like these highs and lows. Like, you know, Taku and I, we, like, we were struggling up the East Coast. Like, we were having some big combos. Like, what are we doing here? Like, what are we doing together? Like, what? you know, yeah. and um, because it really brings out everything travelling.
1: Yeah, it brings it, it
2: all to the surface and I think that's how I've always lived. I put myself in situations where everything has to come out. Me too. And I'm forced to just do the work.
1: The truth must be revealed.
2: <laughs> yeah. Sorry. And then we were like in Cairns and I was like, oh, I meant to get my period. And then I was like. Taku literally went and bought, I mean, this is funny. I don't don't
1: know what listens to this.
2: He literally (laughs) came to the, like, we went down to Cairns for the day. We'd been staying at a friend's place in the mountains. Hey. He's awake. And um, he went and brought me, like, pads and a pregnancy test. And he was like, it's one or the other. (laughs)
1: across the t-section
2: <laughs> i
1: love that so much
2: <laughs> the whole spectrum I was like bang on one day late and i was like yeah <laughs> because i've always seen really rich <laughs> um anyway and we told the kids straight away like within minutes of finding out oh, we we're all just so like nice. we're in this together, yeah. and they were like jumping up and down, and then we went out on this like big celebration night. <laughs> like
1: oh, that's oh. so beautiful. It, like went
2: for this fancy dinner and like watched this fire show and then like and went to time zone and the kids like talk about it like the best night of the whole trip. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I love that. joy so, so much joy. Like yeah.
1: Oh so then yeah, then I was just pregnant and um how did you it feel just, in it? Were you ever sick or anything like that
2: or were you okay? I was super nauseous and, like, I mean, I wouldn't recommend travelling through the desert mm. in the first three months of pregnancy because, like, there's no vegetables. Like, Oh, my God. Oh my Again, God. I got to Darwin and I cried. I called my naturopath. I found a health food shop and I burst into tears. Did you feel like vegetables <laughs> Yeah, I'm a, like, I was brought up vegetarian. Like all I eat is vegetables. Like ninety percent of my diet is vegetables. Like, how, what were you eating? Live out here. I was eating every day. I was eating from the servos. Every servo does these veggie vegetable, like salad and cheese wrap with mayo. That's oh, that gosh. was my lunch. Like that was my daily lunch.
1: Yeah
2: traveling because we did we did like the savannah way which is this massive trek from cans to broom so and then we went up north in the middle of that and like went to kakadu and wow like it was great but it was hilarious i mean the kids in kakadu they're like we don't want to go on it to another gorge <laughs> people are like did you see this did you see that we're like no we didn't we couldn't get our kids out of the car so we just drove on through we it, really just text it out from the, the window. After a while, you just like let's just fucking go. Like, <laughs> like you trekked to one gorge, you've trekked to them all with two kids. Like,
1: <laughs> I'm sure it would be different if I wasn't with the kids. I hundred percent, absolutely.
2: Yeah, it was amazing. Like it was It was incredible. But it was hot, and yeah, I was I was nauseous. I don't get like I didn't get like super super sick, but I just was super nauseous, and then um yeah I remember calling my naturopath and I was like what can I take and she got me onto this homeopathic and then I just and then I was like and then I was good after that but when I saw the ocean like I'm such a water baby when we saw the ocean in Broome we were just so happy so then like the whole west coast was amazing it was challenging like it definitely affected the trip and it was a bit like this is a once in a lifetime sort of trip we're doing yeah and now I'm pregnant <laughs> yeah yeah but you know it was so beautiful and like I just felt Miku I felt him in everything like but I felt he's him
1: he's super adventurous now he is yeah and like yeah he, that's he true to sort of make that connection because he that's he was like that's his conception story too like you're right out on the road like yeah exactly you know when you put them videos of him up when putting his little shoe and his hat and his back. Yeah, he just wants to go. That's to go true actually.
2: Yeah, his his personality is obsessed with like just leaving. <laughs> the next adventure.
1: <laughs> just leaving up to packing. He loves
2: packing to go. I
1: hadn't thought of that. Well yeah. though, that's like he's an adventure baby. He's he on the road. He was on the road with mum. Yeah. And he's Tell probably me. never gonna eat vegetables. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I know he's diet. (laughs) Servo wraps. He's gonna go. I just don't know why. That's my craving. (laughs) Why do I crave? (laughs) Actually,
2: good. Like they do have vegetables. They just only get them like every two weeks. You just you go into these little supermarkets, and a lettuce is like eighteen dollars. Like wow. Like I'm not joking. Like every piece of fruit is like. Like this, everything gets flown in or brought in on a massive truck only every fortnight. So what they have there is stuff they can freeze, stuff they can, you know what I mean? Like it's like the transport to these super remote yeah. places is so intense. Look, I mean, people don't talk. about Food's just really important for me, how me I feel too. in my body. Yeah, like it becomes powers. part of me, you know. Oh. So totally anyway, no, overall,
1: totally. it's so good. I, I was see. just gonna oh, sorry. ask.
0: Sorry, sorry, guys. Back on track. <laughs> Pull us back on track. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I was just gonna ask. Like when you came home, obviously it's so such a different reality when you're mm. on holiday and like and you come back to kind of reality in a way. Yeah. And um, yeah. What was that experience like for you? And then I guess choosing where to birth and yeah. starting to think about your birth and reflecting on your past births like did yeah what was the your process
2: um in all of that I think that like I definitely felt like I was a completely different person because there's also had been like a big gap like five years between Kaito and Miku um so it felt like all new again like in a lot of ways I felt like oh like I'm I'm enjoying this on such a different level because I wasn't worried about so much of the stuff I was concerned about with the other two, you know, and like with the second I had a toddler. So it's like, you know, with Kaito, I had, I had Aki as a toddler. So then you're just kind of busy with your toddler as well, you know? Um, so this Miku just felt, I felt actually, to be honest, I felt like I was a much better, like ready age to have,
1: yeah baby I and
2: I yeah. really enjoyed it and I really didn't um yeah I guess like I didn't I just did everything I wanted like so I got back and got really into breath work like Chrissy and I we did this
1: oh four week God, we did. Shit, container about that. That doing was like so breathing
2: helpful. every every fortnight or something oh, yeah, or every was week
1: amazing. Oh,
2: and um I processed a lot in that me too. and I felt like I really prepared yeah and um I surrounded myself. I, I wanted to go home. Like when we were coming back, I was really ready to go home. I really wanted to be home, just nesting and preparing. And and I feel like I did, like I did in this really beautiful way and like everything sort of aligned. And the midwife that I wanted, who's like a dear friend of mine, you know, she was happy to kind of just come on uh, even though I was like, you know, right near the end in a way. Like I only had a couple of months. How many weeks
1: were you when you got back?
2: I have no idea.
1: Yeah. I had a couple of months.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I had a belly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Wow. That's so cool. Well, like, yeah, so he was born in March and we got back in like late November. So it was about halfway. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Fell pregnant about a month in and it was nearly six months sort of trip. Yeah. About three months, three or four months. Yeah, time's an illusion. It is.
1: But um, we won't go into that.
2: So yeah, like so, I think what happened, I felt, I felt like this was my baby, and um, there was some things I absolutely feel like I healed with his birth. Um and there were some things that i look back on that i'll probably still be processing you mm-hmm. know forever and i and i've been thinking about it a lot because you know i definitely sometimes i think oh i want to have another baby because i would do this and this and this mm-hmm. and but then i also am like you know what i actually believe we can heal at any point i really do yeah and um and like you were saying at the beginning yeah. lucy like it's been my his birth has been a catalyst for a huge amount of change in my life because I was always pushing myself a lot with work. And with Miku, I just I was really clear, like I don't want to be working all the time. And sometimes when I'm really behind, I do feel like, oh man, like why again? Why am I having to learn this lesson again? But ultimately, I think we're pushed to um we're pushed in this way because otherwise we don't change. Like, that's what I've basically come to. I actually texted this to someone just the other day because I was struggling with work and I was like, "Um, because my creative work demands a lot of computer time that I just don't have anymore. And I do feel like I missed out a lot of my early pregnancy, uh, my early, like with the other two, even though I was a very present mother and I had them around and that's why my sort of mission in life instead of life on my own terms because we were doing it we created this you know we've been doing this creative business for like nine years it'll be 10 years but we've just announced that we're going to close making wedding videos and that was so that Taku and I could both be homes at home and we'd you know switch the kids between us and all of this and and we were making it work and we were affording our life and we were able to travel, you know, and do whatever we want, basically whenever we want. And that was our goal. Yeah. But then sometimes you look back and you think, Hey, I've, I've done this goal, but actually I want something different. Like mm. we achieved what we set out to do with cloud Herd, And then we realized, yeah, it's come at a price because when you're always, um, doing freelance work and you're always you know like and when you're trying to compromise continuously to do something together as a couple so that's what we were doing our business was all about working together and doing everything together parenting together and actually what what we've realized now is we needed some more separation and I wanted to really drop into my divine feminine in this and be a mum I want to be a stay-at-home mom and that's not to say I don't create I do I do all the time but I do it on my own terms when I have the energy to do it yeah and that's what I'm working towards now like fully embodying that life and having intentional like okay what do I need today what do I need to give myself because I burnt out so many times over the last Mm. decade completely burnt out and that's what this has taught me so miku so since miku's birth i've had chronic pain and that has slowed me down and like every day i'm like trying to sit in a space of gratitude towards my pain because it just slows me down and then it slows me down more and i you know on paper i've ha- i had like a really beautiful successful uncomplicated home birth with miku Mm-hmm. um i had no tearing not you know i didn't have to go to hospital and that was my goal and, I, and again this is the thing i achieved what i set out to do i did like yeah. 120 day kundalini kriya a dust by eve the leader and then i did like 40 days of mu mantra and i birthed him on day 40. like
0: wow. <laughs> and i
2: was just calling in this birth where i didn't have to like um you know i didn't have like damage you know you know like because kaitos had been it was like a big recovery yeah physical and in a way this has been a huge recovery physically but it's also this it's just all been necessary i guess because it's what i needed to actually make that change i wouldn't have made this change i wouldn't have called it with the business or said to taku like you go and find your thing now because we were always I don't know. I'm I'm kind of talking like you guys already know a lot of my story, so it's like I don't know if I'm not making sense. But it's
1: making complete sense. And I'm the thing that happened on Miku's kidding. birth is
2: we had a shoot. <laughs> yeah. So do, you wanna, do you want to go to the oh, yeah. yeah? Go to the Let's do birth, that because then let's we hear can your yeah. birth
0: And then we'll catapult back into
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then we can the leave. Like month. that's yeah, yeah. But basically, it, it is a pretty funny story because we had this. He was due, and we had no shoot. So we have like videographers, I mean, I feel like only people that know me are going to listen to this. but
1: That's so <laughs> Or true. get this far.
2: Or get this far. You'd be surprised. Um, so we make videos and we had this one month. So he was due and two weeks either side of his due date, there was no shoots. So we were like, oh, amazing. He'll be born in that month, you know. Yeah. And um and then we had like these this weekend where we had like three shoots on, like two weddings and one commercial on the Friday. And it, we'd just gotten back from, you know, our trip. Everyone was just coming out of lockdown. There was a lot of postponements with weddings. Everything really was is in a whole different space. And there was like really not many people available, to be honest, to help. Like we spent weeks trying to cover these shoots to find other shooters. But in the end, I mean again, this is the thing. When you have no backup, I'm the backup for our job, you know? And um and then we have like other shooters and stuff, but just no one was like we couldn't anyway, we couldn't cover it. So we were just like, it'll be fine. What are the chances? It's not going to be at that exact moment, you know? And then he what he didn't come and then he didn't come and this day was approaching and um and then I literally I did like a beautiful meditation on the Thursday afternoon I knew he was going to be born that night I did my mantra like at midnight I like was naked in front of my altar with all my candles on and like like all this stuff I didn't I didn't do with the others and I and I did it I had a you know I had a beautiful mama blessing I had I had my altar set up I had you know Um, I was like chanting naked, like Mm. photographing my body, like just so into it, went to sleep, woke up at 3 a.m. in labor. was like cuddling Taku in bed. It was like so beautiful. I remember thinking, how is this better than what I could even imagine? Like, and I spent these like three hours, like I texted everyone, I texted my mom, I texted my doula, my midwife, um, I think my my mum came first, and she was like bringing in heat packs. You know, it was like. Were you just in your a. room? Yeah, I just stayed in my room, curled yep. up in bed, and um, I knew this shoot was going to be happening that afternoon. But I was like, I'm in full labor. Like, my contractions are really close, like a minute, less than a minute. Like my midwife arrived, and we all just thought it was happening. Then the kids woke up. And they were so excited. <laughs> and it just stopped.
1: Yeah.
2: It just stopped. And I tried, I sat with my doula, who's also like our breathwork, you know, facilitator. Jess and um, she was, you know, we tried to, I guess I tried to move some stuff that was maybe in my way emotionally. Um, and I think ultimately the learning, you know, is I've always really struggled to take up space.
0: Yeah. Like
2: I've really struggled.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: so I sent everyone home and I literally just spent the day, I was in labour and I had some really beautiful moments. Like I remember like I would look up to the sky and I would feel the energy of the sky, feel the energy of the trees like coming into me when I was having contractions. And then at other times I literally like I like was installing. The heating grates. The what? The heating grates, like, arrived, like these new heating grates I'd ordered. (laughs) And then I'd, like, get in the bath and have a few contractions and my mum took the kids out and, you know. But basically what happened, the the whole day it was, like, this sense of Taku was going to leave. He was going to leave.
1: that's That's intense
2: too, though. Because we couldn't let anyone down. And, I mean, you know hearing what i've said so far you guys know me you know this work like when you commit to creative work and stuff like it it's a sacrifice like it's a big sacrifice and i guess yeah i mean i mean i didn't even i'm actually just putting it together really now because as i said like i've actually not really told this story
1: no this yeah in full
2: like it's but i guess it does actually actually lucy you fully could see this story in also the year i've now had and the new Mm -hmm. sort of direction our whole family's going on yeah and i guess that's the big learning is like yeah so then a whole lot of other things happen like my doula found out she had COVID in the middle like she left went to see her daughter then Yeah, anyway, did a test and then couldn't, you know, and then it was like I had to make that decision. Did she come Mm -hmm. back? What happens, you know? And, look, it's in the end she didn't come back and I think it was like I just had to turn to myself and that was the ultimate thing. I remember sitting in the bath and I knew I was getting closer. Taku was preparing to go to this shoot. Like I didn't even say it's happening because – and he just was like, oh, like, you know, the labor's stopped. He'll just go do this little shoot. It's just local. It's just going to be an hour. And he'd come back, you know, baby would be born tonight. Like that was just, everyone was thinking that. And then things started escalating. And then like my, my mom and Taku were like, both sort of like, hang on. But <laughs> like who's, who's here with the kids? And that, I mean, Kaito kept running and saying, are you dying? Like it wasn't this isn't this wasn't an Instagrammable birth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my my seven no, oh he was what, how old then? Five. He was literally running in, freaking out, saying, mum's dying. Like it was intense. It was well, like
1: Because you were in your room and he like, Yeah, I
2: moved into my room. I was like on the ball. And um, you know, I was like really like loud, and they were just in shock, I guess. Anyway, I think like
0: how how um symbolic is that though? Because that was you yeah. shedding deeply, yeah. a, like a skin, yeah. and you rebirthed in that moment. Like absolutely, completely. I just
2: had to take the space. Yeah, like I just had to take the space, and everyone yeah. just had to work it out around me. Yeah, and I just was—I literally, actually, I've said this to you before, Lucy. Like you read this poem, and "My Mama Blessing." And um, about ancestors and accessing mm. ancestors. And I remember transitioning and I was, had my, like, my mum was there. She'd come home, but no one else was there. And it was just mum and the kids and Taku. And, I mean, this all was like an hour before he literally was born. Yeah. Taku had called my midwife look I wasn't worried I didn't feel I wasn't freaked out I was just soaked in my body and I I remember praying and I saw the hands of all the women like every ancestor every woman birthing like I tapped Mm. into that lineage of just deep, deep 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 knowing you know yeah deep knowing that It was just happening, you know? You're just here experiencing life. You can't control it. You really can't. And I've had, yeah.
0: With birth, I think there is that element of, like, you are kind of alone because only you can birth your baby and you're there being held by only the spirit realm, really. It's like the physical realm doesn't, they're there coexisting with you birthing but mm. only you can bring that baby through and it yeah. is like it is a bit of like it's confronting to be yeah. to to realize that it's just you and your baby and that's it isn't it it's like yeah.
2: and I'd never felt like I could fully feel him the whole way through and, like, each birth I've had was just another level. Like, I remember being in labour with Kaito and thinking, oh, this is what labor's meant to feel like because Aki had been in so much pain because she was a footling breech, undiagnosed. She was kicking my spine the whole time, you know. I was in so much pain from the second I went into labour with Aki until I had, a, you know, a caesarean. Like, I literally was just in immense, intense, non-stop pain in my back. And I had no idea. You don't know. And this is the thing. No one can prepare you. Every story is so different. Yeah. And then Kaito, I was like laughing and like going in and out, had this really beautiful held space for my labour actually, which is what I needed because I hadn't had that as much as I needed it for Aki. But then his actual physical birth was such a shock because I hadn't birthed before. He was a big baby. You know in the body it's so perfectly designed i think if i had been able to birth aki naturally head first you know for whatever reason you know kaito's birth would have been smoother but yes like miku i don't know it was a really intense moment like his actual birth and then um my midwife came and amazingly taku also called like my best friend and she you know like just amazing timing she could just come at that moment and she walked in and took over the kids you know and um got them some dinner and like no one really knew how close I was and then I just
1: was like fill up the pool
2: <laughs> it's almost too late
1: like because you are on your own like I totally, totally yeah you are and that's own, that but- whole inner with inner wisdom this is what we're but then that is my thing my podcast thing though is so it's so important even if you're not aware yeah. of it like, that like because it's it's just so important like your best friend coming in and all of that like if you yeah, and being able if, to if you don't have that then you can't it's harder to like that confrontation of birthing alone is yeah more intense
2: <laughs> well I've thought about it a lot since you know and obviously I know a lot of people like yeah that have Free birth or that of, like, well, you know, unassisted birth, whatever, you know, birthed without anyone. And like, um, I think you do prepare in a different way for that. I think people prepare differently. I think I would have prepared differently if I had wanted to do that. I wanted those people around me. Like I wanted my doula there. I wanted, you know, um, I wanted my midwife there. Um very consciously wanted that support i wanted because especially because i have had quite a lot of complications Mm -hmm. in the previous two um for me having that like medical like person has like saved my baby like i didn't know i literally with aki i felt her foot and i thought it was the top of her head yeah. Like I asked for a VE and the midwife was like, that's a foot. You need to get out of the pool. We need to call an ambulance right now.
1: Well, I guess this is why everyone's like, birth is so unique and different. Everyone labels. is so unique. Like I've yeah. needed it
2: all. I've needed hospitals. Totally. I've needed my home birth midwives. I've I've needed myself. I've needed my
1: mom. You know, like. And it's so, um, like it's, everything's perfect for how, like, what yeah. you like. Totally. And I've seen a lot of, trauma, like, trauma with other
2: people in various situations and, but, look, I mean, ultimately, yeah, I'd love to have had that, like, ability to always know my truth and always, you know, and, like, that's why I say there's things I've done, there's decisions I made that I wish I could have done differently. Um, And there's still moments I'm unpacking with Miku's birth. Like, especially just even accepting that Taku, I mean, for the record, he didn't go. He missed the shoot because the baby was born, like. (laughs) But a lot of the day, like. But that
1: energy. You know, in some
2: ways it was, like, the most beautiful labour I've ever had. Like, hours lying in bed being held by him in the most, like, beautiful ecstasy ever. And then hours thinking, oh, my God, he's going to have to go to work. (laughs) So but crazy. Right from the start, Tucker and I said, like, he was like, I feel like this is what you're doing as a woman with your women. And, like, you know, there was even talk about him just sort of being there to support the kids. And, you know, in the end, I did need him. I did want him hmm. um, close to me. But, yeah, I guess it was all sort of pre-written in a lot of ways and has and led us of- now to changing mm, everything,
0: yeah, I in our life. That- it's always hindsight isn't it you can see the thread and the lesson and the flow on and and having that element and that um energy in the birth of him maybe needing to leave and you not being able to like take up the space and put yourself first and work come you know (laughs) later um has now propelled you into a place after his birth where you are like I am taking up space yeah. like I'm not yeah. letting that happen again and I think these little babies like the same with Archie, the way that um she chose to come into your womb and the way that she chose to be mm. born it was like she had her own timeline too and yeah. it's all these little ripple effects and things that then bring us down the line to a place in our lives that that we need to be at but we wouldn't be there yeah. without those lessons and um it's so big it's also big but
1: um and it's we so put a lot of pressure on ourselves yeah <laughs> right we're hard on ourselves man too yeah. hard it's just we're too hard on ourselves full stop yeah yeah I know I and, and that's a lot the of... thing
2: like I actually feel really positive about the whole experience with Niku's birth I don't actually feel you know, I had some things to work through, like with everything. But yeah. it was like all in all, I'm really, you know, I'm really proud of myself. And I don't, I think, if anything, it's just that learning. It wasn't yeah. going to look like what I saw online. Yeah, it never. And, but it never I ha- is. and that's the lesson I have to stop comparing myself to other people. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I like think comparing that's something my that- mothering and just knowing my truth
0: yeah we all have to stop yeah, doing We all that have because to. because we're all human beings living a human yeah.
1: existence that's perfectly we're imperfect literally raising you know? them like you cannot perfect this we yeah. you cannot perfect this process that's why we actually need each other so much yeah. to mm. support each other and just validate each other and just be like like i fuck up all the time all yeah. the time we <laughs> we all do we all do but it's like this we're doing it now though like this unpacking of mm. these societal expectations of what a, a, that that perfect mother myth and like yeah so it's such an unpacking and where I feel like the first generation doing it yeah we really are and it's really we're definitely big- shedding a lot more
0: light on the dark yeah. parts aren't we like it it's takes a lot of bravery to go Bearing. there and just mm. bear it bear it all mm. and um not try and hide and not try and run away or sugarcoat mm. it it's like this is the reality like let's lean in like let, yeah. what's the lessons here what mm. what's the healing that needs to happen and a lot of the time it's it's generational healing it's mm. it's red thread healing and it so it's a lot it's a lot and um
2: I think you know, as well like one thing I've learned is I think my mum said actually like So her like parents, you know, they came from generations where, you know, and obviously there's a lot of real atrocities in the world today. But when our sort of heritage, you know, when you're looking, they came through wars and really extreme situations. So they did Mm -hmm. just want to focus on the good. Yeah. You know, and again, it's this infinite compassion. Because it's like doing this is not the easy road, you know? Like sometimes I wish I I like you know, I want to just get on with it and
1: not worry and you know yourself feel it's like a floodgate and you're just like yeah less and then there's like lesson emotion after emotion, childhood, adolescence, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're just in this big thing and that's why I'm like the biggest saviour for me personally is is you guys Is other women Is other mothers where i just can just say this is hard like this is i'm not okay actually (laughs) yes and i think
2: we're just i think that is such a yeah blessing of our time to actually be real and have these real conversations like yeah yeah because i think for a lot of time i felt a lot of shame about my births um And I feel like it's hard sometimes when people do only share the good online because, yeah, and, yeah, like you're right, like um, our parents, they weren't brought up in that way to say things aren't okay, you know, because it was too hard almost.
1: Yeah. And it can be really even confronting for people that really aren't on that journey either of self-discovery and getting in touch mm. with themselves. Like you trigger everyone else that's not on it because then I know it shines that light on them and then you feel crazy and then it's like, oh, I just maybe I should just go back to sleep. Maybe I should just yeah. not, you know, just get on not with not say anything. Not say anything. I'm, saying anything. Well, that's, I'm killing this
2: is it. Still the same like, you know, thing that I'm journeying with, actually. Is like who am I to say anything? Who am I to even? I think that's why it was like confronting for me to even come on a podcast.
1: Yeah.
2: Or right now, I've called in this whole new direction of business Mm -hmm. around relationships and helping people with relationships because my big story that I've worked through in my relationship is huge. We've Mm -hmm. Taff and I have been together for ten years and nearly eleven years, and um, been on the biggest journey together. Yep, and have come to a certain place of healed where we're each other's most important person now and that's gone from being an incredibly sort of almost yeah toxic place and um but then part of me is always like well like what do I have to offer you know
1: so much by the way
2: (laughs) but you know it's these 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 are my demons these are what I, what I had to do in my birth like it's like imposter you
1: know? syndrome. It's like yeah. It's like, but now is like the time to the, to switch. Now terms. is the time. Yeah, like we, we like that's what you need, guys we inspire we need, me. We need you. Like we Do. like it's needed immediately. Mm. We need the softness, you. The softness yeah, we need it. Mm.
0: I think I've noticed a lot of people, kind of. um I think in the past there was a big thing about the front that you put on, mm. and this like projection of who you are that's not. Full, fully accurate but like put people yeah. liking to hide behind a projection you know it's and i've mask. noticed a big yeah the mask I actually have noticed a big that's thing in marketing mm. yes and I've, I've noticed this big ripple happening lately of people really um letting that go and leaning yeah. into their who they truly are and just allowing the the, vulner, the vulnerability and the yeah. softness and the imperfection and i'm like yes because oh. that's like just who I am. Like that's what I'm about. It's what I've always been about. And I think um, it's really important that we all allow ourselves that grace to be ourselves, Mm -hmm. to be imperfect. Yeah. It's okay. And it's like that's where humanity lies and that's where connection and growth and all the good stuff. And um, so, yeah, I I think us (gasps) just telling our stories in whatever form (laughs) gonna feel scary it's gonna feel vulnerable but it's connection and it's um us coming together and just using our voices and and normalizing um being human
1: being human being human human. it's so unbelievable how wild that we have to freaking normalize that like we and are also being, like, and do and making mistakes and having cringe moments you know when you look back on your old yeah. Facebook statuses and you're like oh my god <laughs> but know. it's like that's so needed like we can't just continuously stop ourselves until everything is just right you've got to just be human because that's how we that's my it.
2: biggest like that's what I'm always saying with um business work as well like yeah. you just got to start You know. Yes. And like that's
0: you've so you've got so much to share and like you're gonna inspire so many and it's just those continuations of those ripple effects and those moments Mm. in life. And um so do you wanna I'd love to hear like about what um like your creative endeavors and business is now manifested as like um in relation to your mothering journey Mm. and your births
1: and
2: like where you're at now. Yeah well i think i've taken the pressure off again like that really ties into what you guys were both just saying about i mean this again is that thread of something being in every you know there's like a whatever the micro in the macro and it's like you know as above so below it's like in working as a creative director you know, it's gone from helping people create, like, or, and even in, in my own business, show up in a certain way, come across a certain way, and then now redefining that. And so, you know, now the work I'm doing as a creative director is much more on that human level. It's much more, let's just work with what we have. This is who I am. I'm not going to pretend to be something else anymore. I mean, it's not that I wasn't that, it's that I had this professional way of being. Mm-hmm. And that was great. and that's that serviced like our intention at the time, which was again, like to have life on our own terms, which was we had our work and we had our home and they were kind of all intermixed. but it was always a little bit of a struggle and balance between work life. And it still is, to be honest. I'm still traveling that, and it's Same. going to take time to shift. But right now I'm basically, so we're going to shut our wedding business, our wedding film business, And um, Taku's doing his own venture, which is so beautiful to support him in, like to watch him sort of really fly and just like take ultimate responsibility for the stuff he has to do. I think that's one thing we learn as a couple. We were both like, hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do that? And it was this always this testing, like, hey, will you show up for me enough? Will you take enough of the load off me? Because neither of us could hold it. And now it's just like, hey, you're doing your thing. I'm doing my thing. This is what I need. Everything's super clear. He's stepping really into his divine masculine. I'm more in that feminine flow. And it works really well. It, re- it really suits us. Yeah. Um, and I think looking back again, <laughs> looking back, I can see that when we started Cloud Herd, it was ultimately my idea me feeling scared, me wanting to still provide, me feeling guilty for having a baby, me saying, hey, um, you know, let's do this together. And he, he's he been a huge part of it, of course, but it was never his dream. I kind of was still always trying to control every situation. Mm-hmm. And so letting him go. So letting Taka go on his venture, that's one element. And then letting the big kind of stresses of the wedding film work go because even though we love it it's just not sustainable it hasn't been sustainable and I'm sick of letting people down that's how I feel yeah and I've learned so much about relationships in my own journey in getting married myself and in working with nearly 500 people working
1: with like people that are getting married yeah getting
2: married like like wow so the next venture is looking at relationships I've I nearly finished a two-year study in metaphysical healing, mm. um, which has given me the capacity to
1: hold beautiful space, I feel. And you do hold incredible space, mind Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you. You really do. I thought that from the moment that I met you, I was just mm. like, who is this woman?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, now I just want to use, I guess I'm ready to, yeah, like walk my path. I feel like I'm very much still at the beginning but I'm going to, you know, I'm a healer and oh. I'm an artist. I've been making a lot of art this year and I've then wildly connected with like, you know, out one of your closest friends and um, we're creating like, um, yeah, so it's like working then with a woman. I've really wanted that. Like I've seen yeah. you guys do it. I've seen a number yeah. of friends do it and I've wanted that connection. I've wanted that place to bounce ideas and I wanted to create it with Taku but I couldn't because we're so different Yeah. and there was too much at stake almost maybe we could do it now to be honest I feel like we'd actually be really good at working together now like we still work together and we're getting better and better but you know given our time again anyway it's a pretty big basically theme, the though, same to have, message over and over but have, if I knew then what, what I
1: know do. now you know? but you already like all so have much, that really. <laughs> yeah. Like, you've got you. small children. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot to like, hold. That's just another thing in itself Than working together. That's a lot.
2: Yeah. And, and you I might- just want to... Be you might come back together
0: dude. you might come and do another like when the kids are growing yeah. a bit more bigger and you might come back and do some other amazing business together maybe i'm pretty and then you'll sure you'll be like
2: <laughs>
0: never say never <gasps> you
1: don't oh, I'm know like, what like, the, I the universe has. totally me too <laughs> i just
2: want to yeah. be adored yeah you know? totally
1: me too it's beautiful it that so you lame, can... but it's, it's just not like... though i just be loved.
0: we all yeah. yes and it's beautiful like, that he can lean into his, like, masculinity and you can fully embody your femininity and then yeah. you can just be partners and feel filled up in those ways. and
2: Absolutely. Um,
0: so special and, like, powerful. Yeah. And,
2: yeah. So, yeah, so my next sort of adventure is all around healing, helping people heal relationships. And the first offering is going to be, I mean, maybe this is the actual announcement because we haven't actually <laughs> – oh my god exciting <laughs> no <laughs> I won't say it all but it's yeah <laughs> it's around keep, keep. it's around um helping people heal in relationships like yeah. in yeah. many forms um with the concept that if you can sort of heal in one relationship you can heal in all relationships in your life
1: how much is that needed right yeah now? well that, I think yeah. so
2: and I think like getting married is such a big venture and um you know like we're all you know we're all into the same stuff we're all into rites of passage and all of that and um in my business partner like we've just really connected on many levels and I'm feeling really fulfilled in my like creativity and also just like in supporting in community you know working in the flow of the babies in the flow of cycles in the flow of where our energy's at and yeah. just completely taking the pressure off, to be honest. I
1: and it's like it so too, much. I think of that, like so, there are so many people coming online at the moment within themselves, within their spirituality, mm. within their self-development, which has required them to tap. Well, they've had to go back. You have to go back to your childhood. And because yeah. our relationships reflect our childhood yeah. so, so fucking deeply, like it is the deepest work. Yeah. I have ever actually. I went to the doctor's the other day, and he said to me about a relationship. He's like, "I can tell that you're into self development, Christy. I can tell that you are into your spirituality. You you're constantly self reflecting. Mm. A relationship will is the biggest self development and and evolution that you will ever experience in your life." And I'm we literally had this
2: conversation last night, me and Taku.
1: It is, and it's hard. It's, it's a worthy cause, uh, you know. It, yeah. It's like the. I think it's probably up there with the hardest thing that I have ever experienced mm. in my life is mm. that mirror of somebody there constantly mirroring back to you something yep. that sometimes you can't even work out and then sometimes you have to work it out and it's yeah. like I can't work this out. Like, and then if- you throw, you know, three-plus children in there. Mate. <laughs> plus
2: <laughs> entrepreneurial you know, and the school run. Oh, oh my God, the school, school run.
1: run. <laughs> I'm just constantly late now on purpose. I just can't. I can't. It's too constricting for me. I oh, know. <laughs> oh,
0: Jim, thank you so much for, oh, thanks for coming on me. and having this conversation. We could keep going for another hour. I know, we could. But we've got stuff and things to do. <laughs> I've uh, been at a, a, a cook. Happy. Is there anything <laughs> that else you'd like to quickly share or say before we close this conversation?
2: Um I guess I guess what I want to say is what I want to reiterate to people, I guess what I wish I someone had said to me
1: is, and maybe they did. I mean, no, it's,
2: it's actually um, a final
1: question we should ask everyone is like, what would you say to your younger self?
2: yeah i think i just want to say like like birth stories you know that's what we're ultimately talking about like they look Everyone looks so different and even if you think mm. someone is a certain way or they have it all together or they've you know yeah there's so many layers to it and like as someone who has literally traveled many different like yeah cesarean like emergency sees footling breach Feedback back like pregnancy loss hemorrhage like you know transferring from home to hospital to actually then having a home birth to you know and then what that entails with little kids and you know like i feel like i've seen a huge range and it's just like you just have to yeah like tune into what's right for you and If you can't like you're going to get the learning eventually yeah yeah because this whole talk has been about that retrospect look and i've learned a lot of these lessons looking back yeah you know so even if you think things haven't gone to plan it's like well ultimately they're not going to plan because you're needing to learn something here yeah and it's like if we can just look at those challenges when they're happening and look, this is a daily practice, and it's not like I nail it, but thinking, okay, this is a message, this is a challenge, like this isn't something's gone wrong, this is a disaster. This is like this is this is the learning, this
1: is the work. Like lean in. Yeah. You know? The truth. And also like Instagram is just an app don't compare (laughs) it's just like like no one's one's ever seen my first like video yeah this yeah um, yeah, that's just another this is what I could talk about for another hour but it's um I honestly don't think anyone can escape themselves anymore I think we're all Mm. almost like not I don't even like the word backed into a corner but we are like we can't avoid well, being cold anymore. Like you can't, no. It can't be avoided. But why would
2: you want to, exactly. you know? Exactly.
1: Exactly. But it would be quite scary for somebody that hasn't really, um, that is just still dabbling in because it's an yeah. ongoing lifetime journey. Like, yeah. that.
2: <laughs> you know, I just think. To, but know, I think, again, it's like that don't compare.
1: Sorry. Yeah. I keep talking over you. I'm so excited no, about this
2: conversation. Same. That's.
1: You're not talking over me, by the way, like okay. at all. We're just vibing.
2: I just feel like we um we think things have to be a certain way and then also people feel the pressure to be a certain way along the evolutionary journey. Like looking back, I always thought I kind of knew and, you know, I've been on self-healing for like 15 years But actually, it does just take time. There are just layers. And if you don't have it figured out, like, you know, with birthing, like, find the people, you know, like, find your support. Yeah. People, like, it can look so many different ways. Yeah. And I really, like, I actually went into my first birth thinking I barely need anyone. Like, I had the chance of having a second midwife there, Hmm. which I turned out just Lucy like that was how we met
0: I know all those years ago
2: because I just thought I've got this sorted and then my midwife turned up coming off an overnighter being exhausted and and it wasn't picked up like this huge you know thing like my baby's feet coming out yeah (laughs) sorry I can laugh about it now but it's like and it's also I'm actually at peace with it and again you know i knew already in myself but i'm just saying like it could, not everyone's birth is going to look the same you know
1: and it's no one's youth, is actually. No, there, no two birds look the same yeah and our birds are there to bring awareness to our journey as well like what what do we yeah. need to know like that yeah. we haven't picked up on yet like what, yeah. what are the lessons here what what is getting brought to my attention yeah. of my, how i create and how i yeah Am as a woman and my transitions and my rites of passage. Like I wouldn't have known any of this shit without. I don't even want to say fucking like, birth, like a completely traumatic birth. Like I would wouldn't have mm. known anything. That would have just been like, well, that was normal. Yeah. But also,
0: you can do all the things, all the inadverted in comments, write things, and still not have
1: an embodied well,
0: birth. You know, like <laughs> yeah. that's what I personally had with yeah. In my past, I had a home birth, I had a doula, I had Mm. all the stuff and things. And I I came out of my first birth experience fully traumatized. I'm to this day still unpacking. But again, like on paper, it looked amazing. But it's like, so it's, it's, it's just, that's why I'm so like passionate about birth and having these real conversations because it's just
1: so deep. Yeah.
0: I read this thing easy.
1: yesterday actually that said about like the people that are so into birth are usually the ones that just crave the rebirth. Like they love mm. the rebirth. Yeah. Well,
0: for me, like, but for me, like in terms of my experience, it was like I did all the right things, but I didn't embody yeah. my experience. And I, yeah, same. I, I, it was like this superficial layer. And it took me a mm. long time until, quite honestly, Finn's birth like to to go there but I and and I actually just needed all of that those experiences (laughs) and those past births and midwifery and whatever you know which I could say I have regret around wasting time whatever but it but it brought me to this place where I could yeah um you know, as you were like spiraling, you know, you went, you went deeper and deeper, and like mm. past experiences informed the next, and it made you be able mm. to be more in your body and choose to be, um, you know, lean in a little bit deeper. Yeah, it was, it's and like- that's
2: why, like, even in the chaos of sort of, sort of semi chaos of Miku, part of Miku's labor, mm. I was literally there accessing my ancestors.
0: Yeah. I love that. I was so looking nice. at the
2: trees and feeling energy, which is what I'm training in, which is what I, like, yeah. love, which is what okay. I've shut down my whole life. But actually all I've been looking at my whole life is energy, and that's where my passion is, you know, yeah. connection, like why we connect, energy, you know. And, um, yeah. These so it's, it, it's a pretty big thing. It's a pretty big topic. And we, um, I also hope that, you know, like that I don't have to have another perfect. Well, I don't think it's possible. I think even if I was to have another baby, something else would, you know, no, there's I always something. So There's always something. It's like I'm not pinning that healing on anyone else. Like mm. it's me you know mm-hmm. and that's
0: that's why like you're taking that radical responsibility over that you know and yeah and stepping in and leaning in and and having like storytelling is part of of that it's con- that self-reflection every time yeah. we tell our story, our birth stories you'll learn something I know I just learn heaps <laughs> Like you can set you can tell your story a million times and each time you'll be like, whoa. I know. (laughs) It's it's just a wealth of of wisdom and Mm. it's just a gift that keeps on giving. It's so beautiful. It's a gift to ourselves. Like, yeah, and it's it's really important that we honor all birth experiences, like even Mm. painful ones, because they have taught us something and it's your Mm. experience and it's your baby's experience and Mm. um they're all so special, and
2: um, and and how the woman feels in it, like even yes. what looks like to one person, and not embodied, you know, whatever. Oh, totally. For that person making that decision at that time, you know, that's it. That's it's like they made the decision they needed to. They could at the time with the tools they had, and that's mm-hmm. the you know, as long as they, yeah, like there's going to be learning and everything, basically. It's, but it's we also our, can't a woman, say what something is to someone else.
0: You know, you aren't inside that woman's body, no. And that's also that part of like, at the end of the day, you are the only one walking through that experience because no one else can come inside yeah. your body and know what that felt like, smelled like, mm-hmm. looked like. It's, it's just you, and so, and mm. it's the it goes the other way too. Like if if a birth looked easy. Doesn't mean it was easy or a great experience, mm, and exactly. That's and so, yeah. it or if a birth looked, oh, that didn't look like the. But she might have come out of that being like, that was fucking amazing, and I feel empowered yeah. because yeah. I made the choices in that moment that I needed to make, and that's it. that was everything I needed. So it's just, yeah. it's just we need to stop these um expectations and projections, and it just, yes, is,
1: it's it's her story. But also keep on, like, talking. Like, I ran into someone in Big W a couple of days ago before I went down where I went on the weekend. And she stopped me and said, oh, I just want you to know that I listened. She got totally emotional and said, and so did I, mind you, and said, thank you so much for, you know, talking about these births and getting women on their tour. I thought there was something wrong with me. I thought it was my fault um mm. so listening to women talk and articulate be able to articulate that the feeling because it's hard to do that like cuz as women and i know you're the same as it gem and i know you are too Lisa, like we feel so much and yeah. we get it like it's like we get it we know what's going on we get it but it's hard to put that into words yeah it's like hard to put this like all of this into words but we're doing it right now and it's, it it does make a really big difference for a lot of people yeah. I'm not just in birth with all life experiences, just being yeah. honest about our humanity and telling the truth mm-hmm. and just fucking up and owning it <laughs> and going back around again and all the things and all the stuff. Yeah. You know, love it. Love, love you, it Jim. Oh love, love the conversation. Guys. <laughs> yeah, Thank Jim. I, I could like talk to you all that.
0: So <laughs> vulnerably oh, and um, <laughs> yeah, we really appreciate it. And I know that your experiences and your stories and um will will touch so many people and like give everyone food for thought and mm. it's just that's the other thing. It's like our own stories that goes both ways. They they are such a gift to ourselves, but also yeah. to others and we see little parts of ourselves in other people's mm. stories and yeah all right and, I can't, and, and I, can't, I
1: can't wait for the business stuff to come around because oh, yeah. like you'll see it on our page too everyone sorry, sorry yeah. Jen
0: what we what were you wanting I to was say? gonna
1: say I feel
2: like I need to say how Miku was born <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god did
1: we we all- traveled <laughs>
2: everything but just those last little moments yeah, yeah, like yeah, please, what please, I was gonna go say down. is, everyone sort of came in at the right moment in this wild way like my best friend could just like be there scoop the kids up and I was like I just like charged through the house fully naked, Mm -hmm. got in the pool. I was like, oh, hey, like to Alicia. (laughs) I opened one eye, like I had my eyes closed, I walked in. I got in the pool and I was like, and I birthed, I just birthed him. And I was so clear, like people were trying to give me stuff. Do you want to drink? And I'd like take a sip and I'd be like, no, move that, give me that, you know? And I just actually, it was so powerful and I felt so proud of myself. And it was so, you know, painful, but it was like beautiful pain. Like I did actually, it was so different from Kaito's, which in the end I just had to like force him out almost, you know? Miku, I actually just he just came and he was born in water, which was always my intention, like with Aki. I tried to have a water birth with Aki with with Kaito. And then yeah, Miku was born in water and yeah, I had my midwife and like, once his head was out, you know, it just, it came through. And like, anyway, there's like more to the story, there's more to every single moment, but I just wanted to share that, that it was just like, in the end, I just took up the space and it all just, Papi didn't leave obviously. And the kids (laughs) saw their brother being birthed and they witnessed like, you know, this really, yeah. It's like birth in their lounge room, a messy bench, altar candles not lit, you know? Love just, it. Real life.
1: Just real life. How dare like, you not light them altar candles? <laughs> Actually, I think Alicia with them. But like, I mean, the altar was about the pregnancy. <laughs> you know, like yeah. in the end.
2: I wasn't there like looking at my altar. Like, I was just birthing.
0: I've I never just birthing. looked at my altar in birth, to be honest. All yeah. my affirmation, they're all about. The journey of pregnancy. Yeah, the
2: journey. Birthing, you're just in it. It's. You're just in it. And then I was like, Is she okay? And then I was like, It's a book.
1: <laughs> There's a penis. Why? I was like, She's coming. Like she's. <laughs> He's just going to be really in touch with his divine feminine soul. <laughs> he looks like Aki to me. So it was. Anyway, he does. He's very gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> Actually
2: Anyway, yeah, I just wanted to say that, like at the very end, because I was like, hang on. <laughs> Wait a minute. Miku still hasn't been born. <laughs> <laughs> I love this right,
0: conversation so much. How it's like it's just all these different dimensions have just
2: woven in and out and together. And but that's just life as well, alive, isn't it? That's life. Moment. That is me. That is me. <laughs> I do not have a niche. I am not. A niche person, I love like, that. Though, like, take it me all on was too. part
0: of the fabric. There's many of levels. Story. There's so yeah. many like moments in your past,
2: future, present, and they all just, they all just are. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like the most beautiful night ever. Actually, oh my gosh. Yeah. No. Next podcast. No. No. Continue, babe. But we that night, like I sat on the couch with my baby. And, like, Taku cleaned the whole space around me. He, like, went and got everyone dinner. Like, he just completely held me in that. um, And it was, like, the best night of my entire life, you know. And I also had the same thing that happened with Kaito where I started bleeding and I had, all, you know, I had to. But I'd lined it all up and, like, I would had the continuity of care with my midwife and what we basically realized was that this is kind of what my body potentially does like it did it Mm -hmm. for the two births so we were prepared with what I needed so I didn't have to go into hospital and um yeah I had no tearing anything and yeah so it's been um like in so many ways I healed certain
1: elements you know yeah through time yeah. All right, and Now Let's and now stop we're the recording. In, and, no, but now we're in motherhood. <laughs> now I know. I was like, and then and that's I've had me, the chronic pain just, for a year the, and a half. The now. healing just <laughs> continues. In fact, the it's healing probably, just, it's probably yeah. even more every day with motherhood, I think. Yeah. Like, it's just, so, the and, like, the older they get in each milestone, I'm just, like, hanging on by a thread all the time. Like, just... Hanging on, but also like on the ride and like, yeah. like amazing. But then I'm just like, I oh, help me. I know. Please. I'm not okay.
0: I think we need we- another episode on the on the I, I think
1: we do, Jim. I think you need okay. to come on again and let's like dive deep with the motherhood yeah. and I'd love life, and Mama. our experiences and how we flow through it because I reckon that'd be a really good one. I'd be super keen. Yeah. That.
0: Yeah. Let's do it please stay tuned um we will um pop how people can connect with you and your new business Mm. in the show notes and on our instagram because that's super exciting yeah it is and i just just love i'm in love with this conversation so much but well they can just be waiting for you to drop in you're just gonna start dropping in some exciting things so
2: yeah it'll it'll all
1: yeah you it guys will share it. It'll
2: be re- revealed. It'll be revealed. It's it's exciting. It's so exciting. exciting.
1: <laughs> I actually get so excited when the women in the community do because I just feel like it mm. just, I'm like, yeah, they're my friends. That just makes me feel better. I know. Better. Like, I know that's it, really yeah. egotistical. but I I'm love how like, you guys have
2: just done this. Like I, I found did... it so awesome and inspiring. I've loved being part of it. I've loved creating visuals with you guys, you know, mm. and um it's actually just brave like I just see it. I've really I have like a lot of admiration for people just that like it's the yeah, same man. topic just do just do things doesn't have to be perfect and that's the new that's where we're at right now that's that's what mothering is yeah. is and that's what we're bringing into every element of our life and that's what my new work is about and that's what you guys have done you know yeah
1: and it's so intense you just want to nice. run and hide and then you're like, no, I've got this. And then it's just the biggest self-development <laughs> ever and it's like connecting and then it's like, wait, I feel way too seen. I need to go. I need yeah. to get out. Sabotage this, that, that. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: Anyway, to be continued. Okay. All so right, it's actually the love.
1: longest episode you've had. Okay, lots um, of love. Bye. Lots of love. Lots of love. Love you, Gem. Oh.